0: Welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to Episode 152. Today, our guest is Jessie Valerie, and she is the Director of Direct to Consumer Sales and Hospitality and Marketing Communications at Trioni Winery. Welcome, Jessie.
1: Thank you. I'm excited because you brought us a great bottle of wine to start our show. Woohoo! <laughs> so, what are we drinking here today, Jessie? You want to tell us about this?
2: Yes. So, this is our 2021 Russian River Sauvignon Blanc, it's our reserve Sauvignon Blanc. Um, We started our reserve series this year. Uh, We made 200 cases of this. It's tank fermented and then barrel aged for four months in neutral and new French oak barrels. That's pretty unique for this Sauvignon Blanc, okay. This is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our winemaker actually fell in love with this this type of French oak, this one producer, and loved it new. And so he used one-year-old, two-year-old three-year-old and a brand new barrel. So we have four barrels of this wine. Wow. Yeah. So you really pick up a lot of the honey from the barrel. Yes. And it, it's got that the oakiness, but it's
0: got this brightness. It's, yeah. it's such a great yin yang-ish about this. It's
2: wonderful. Yeah, it has really nice acid, a lot of citrus, but that really smooth, soft, delicate oak characters from this
1: French oak. It looks like a new label also. Is so that... for
2: our reserve labels, we went with a similar style and and maintain that horse mm-hmm. um look that we have that's a part of our heritage. Um but we decided to go with something that was a bit more masculine and um brute if you will mm-hmm. and went black with gold. It's really striking. It is. Yeah, so um, you you can yeah. look for Beautiful. that throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We've, we'll have release a Chardonnay and a Pinot Noir in the fall and then a Cabernet Sauvignon in the winter. Gosh, I just love this label. That label is very dynamic. It, it's yeah. very readable. It is. Mm-hmm. It's um, really classy. We wanted, we wanted to maintain. We've got the three horses that are on our current label. Mm-hmm. And the family started, um, Henry Trioni started the wine business in the 70s. But originally, he was in mortgage banking, and so our wine label was an ode to him in banking, and it really, truly looks like a banknote. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, I have an older bottle. I just did some review of one of the wines, and it does look like a banknote with that script. Exactly. And that um, emblem, the embossed emblem on the side, a lot of people think that it's a cigar band, but it's really like an old Mm banknote. So we really wanted to maintain that same look here with this label.
1: So tell us. I think living in Sonoma County, a lot of people are familiar with the Trioni name as a family. But for the listeners across the country, do you want to give us a little family history and how that started the winery? And-
2: yes. So the Trioni family, so Henry Trioni, the patriarch of the family, he passed away in 2015 at 94. He lived a robust, rich health and, and happiness and all of that mm-hmm. life. Um, he was very philanthropic and... Started in mortgage banking, as I said, and then decided to get into farming and grape growing and realized that it was very um, lucrative at the time in the 70s. And then in the early 80s, he decided to buy Geyser Peak and started making wine there. Entered into a partnership with Penfolds somewhere down the line in the mid 80s. Um, which was when they brought over Daryl Groom and Mick
1: Schroeder, which... Yeah, Daryl Groom. He's charming. I love him. Yes. A winemaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody
2: loves Daryl. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, sold Geyser Peak, got out of the wine business, and then we actually had a non-compete clause for 10 years. And they decided as a family, third generation, Denise Trioni, my boss, mm-hmm. decided and asked her dad... And uncle, if they wanted or had any desire to get back into the business at the time, she was working at um, Luther Burbank Savings, which Mm -hmm. is a family bank, and decided that it really wasn't for her and moved to Sacramento and got a job at a wine bar to kind of learn the lay of the land in sales and marketing. And they said, yeah, you know, we have this beautiful property. They actually have this beautiful property in Russian River that they really wanted to start the winery at, but we have this Alexander Valley property where the old stone building is. That stone building so is beautiful. Yeah,
1: really something.
2: Yeah. It's just so, it's so elegant and charming and rustic and it's got a lot. It's, it's, it's history.
1: It's yeah. the history of the wine business here in Sonoma County. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Yeah. It was built in 1908 and it was built by a mason who actually built Hotel La Rose in oh, yeah. Railroad Square uh-huh. in Santa Rosa, which is... Beautiful and stunning. Um, and stone rocks used. Oh, yeah, the
0: rocks are similar. Yeah, on I just both when, you said that, yeah. Thinking, when you said that, I said, oh, I recognize yeah.
2: that. Yeah, I believe that they use the same stone. Right. Yeah, it was um, from a quarry in Geyserville at the time. Huh. So then it was owned by Frank Nervo. And part of the acquisition of Geyser Peak back in the 80s was Canyon Road, which mm-hmm. that property was. So Henry Trioni, when he sold Geyser Peak... He held on to that property.
1: Smart. So it was really just
2: kind of a no brainer, you know, right. having this beautiful building. Yeah. I mean, we this just speaks Trioni, especially with the label and the banking history. It just has that rich beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Foundational. Is what you say? Foundational.
0: Foundational.
1: Yes, okay. <laughs> Marcy, she's out to get thrown the That's big the day. Word of the day. <laughs> <Words> <laughs> of the day. <laughs> I'll go look it up later. <laughs> okay, so tell me. How long you have been at Trioni, Jesse? And how did you kind of get into the wine business? Was it a fluke or was it intentional?
2: Um, it was intentional. I so I actually well kind of a fluke and kind of intentional, actually. Um in high school I Uh-oh. like needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I, I I was more of the anti Gr- yeah,
0: like <laughs> I in high school we drank
2: a lot. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't well, need to cast aspersions. Yeah, I, I actually didn't. Um <laughs> I was straight A student and uh, looking for another job because at the time, um, nobody wanted to give you any sort of overtime. So if you right. wanted more hours and no one was getting full time, and I think I was making five twenty five right. an hour. Um, so I had multiple jobs. And my work experience teacher actually hooked me up with Gloria Ferrer, and I worked there for many years. Oh, wow. Younger. And then when I turned 21, I went back. I did events there. But I did... My senior year, I did my senior project on a food and wine pairing and the economic value of the wine industry to our county and our region. This was a senior high school project. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I know it was really rad. Wow, I'll say. <laughs> I had all the judges wanting to come to my senior project presentation. I guess
1: so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was then that I said, I was like, you know, I'm, I don't want to leave Sonoma County, or at least I want to stay in California. So after high school, I'm either going to be a real estate agent or go in the wine business. And that was, I chose the wine business. Right.
1: So I started in the wine business in a different way than that, but similar sort of thing. We moved to Sonoma County like 30 something years ago and I had a retail background. And I thought, well, if I'm going to live here and work part time, I should learn the wine. I should learn wine. I mean, there's taste rooms on every corner. So, you know, that's how I started just for the fun of it. Because you're in wine country. Why not?
2: Totally. One thing yeah. led to another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I lived in Sonoma at the time um, that I was introduced to the Trionis, and the Swiss Hotel was my haunt, if oh, you yeah. will. <laughs> and I was having lunch with my old boss at Gloria, and the owner...
1: What a great place to work, Gloria Ferrer. I like that.
2: Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. It was, I learned a lot. I'm it jealous. was so great. But the owner's um, niece, Kristen, is my boss's best friend. And so she asked me, you know, hey, Jess, are you – have you ever heard of the Trionis? They're looking for someone. They're opening a winery. And I – I mean, I think I said no because right. I didn't. I was right. 23, and I really <laughs> had no idea who they were. Right. And at the time, I was working at Stone Street.
1: Oh, and my gosh. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. I, I gravitated north after Gloria worked at Stone Street for a couple of years. And, and then, you know, I went for an interview with Denise – I actually evaded her calls for a couple weeks. And because um, I really had no interest in moving and managing you, a place. Yeah, you
1: were happy where you were. Yeah. Well, I was 23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of
2: responsibility. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, she caught me calling from another number and I answered it. And so I had an interview.
1: <laughs> the
2: old switcheroo. Hold room. This is a circle. So I ended up meeting with them and, and had my second interview. And I tasted wine with her and Scott our winemaker Scott Covington and Scott
1: is also another
2: great person he's so wonderful he really is and I tasted the Syrah and I was just really I was really worried moving from Stone Street where the cab is just outstanding and the Chardonnay is unbelievable Mm -hmm. that it I had to be in a place that I love the wine right yeah so I fell in love with the Syrah which I mean we make so many amazing wines the Syrah is just kind of one of those that doesn't get a lot of credit, but it's one of my favorites.
1: Well, I think more and more these days, people are looking for that. They're not looking for a Cabin Chardonnay and a Merlot. They're looking for Syrahs. And they're looking for Vignets, and They're looking for different things, you know? Yeah.
2: Totally. Yeah, I think Rhone styles are mm-hmm. becoming more popular. I mean, us in the wine business yeah. are more familiar with that. But people who are from the Midwest and maybe the East Coast are seeing it a lot more. Also grows so well in our climate. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, I um, was offered the job and in 2008, and uh, we didn't even have the permit to open back then. It was, we got the permit December 4th, 2008, December 3rd, and we opened on the 4th.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's the way we do everything here <laughs> along the no way. Exactly. By the skin it of was, our teeth. <laughs> it was always,
2: we're always like, yep, ready to go. Um, Yeah. And since then I've, I've over I've hired a few other people to help me. I I did the wine club, I did all the events, I managed everything.
1: Well, yeah, by myself. Gate. Right.
2: And now I have a wine club manager who's retiring soon. So I'll take that back, but I I oversee the tasting room and sales and our events and then I manage our website and Do you still love it?
1: I love it. Yeah, I mean, when I worked at a tasting room, I felt like every customer I waited on would say, oh, you must have the best job in the world. This is so amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, every day living the dream that I'm going to Safeway and then I'm going to do go home do laundry. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> well, and it is funny because I get a lot of our wine club members who are like, I, you know, when I retire, I really want to work here. Right. It's like, you know, it is really fun. And especially after the pandemic, once we kind of got past a lot of, you know, some of the naughty behavior of people in general (laughs) things are just really great it's like people are just so much more appreciative of being out and our time and spending time with them and they love, you know they love that we have a very family family friendly atmosphere but we feel like our wine club members are part of a family and so when you come in I know that I know that your sister just got married and you were maybe in Mexico and I ask you about it you know detailed questions and People are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you remembered. And we've had wine club members who's they brought their babies in and then they grow up at Trioni coming right. to our <laughs> events. And we love them, you right. know.
1: So what sort of experiences do you offer if I were to go? Online is that how I book a tasting, or can I just pop in? And what what are my options at Trioni? So we do appointments
2: and walk-ins. We are fortunate to have a very large space, and um, we will always take walk-ins. Um, if it's a larger group, we do ask that you know you call or check. Um, Saturdays obviously everywhere is a little bit busier, so right. it could be hard to get a walk-in, but we try not to say no to anyone. Experiences and um, we offer several, and they can be found at trioniwinery.com/visit. And we offer one of our most popular, especially this time of year, is the Bocce Wine and Cheese Experience. Mm, yeah, that everybody sounds like loves fun. that.
1: I drive by past that on my way to back and forth to to work, and I always see people out there playing Bocce. I think, oh my gosh, I have to just go home now and do housework or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those people? We I'm just so jealous. Pull over. <laughs> I
2: know it's it is really fun. We've got two sets of Bocce balls, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, the Bocce Wine and Cheese Experience is. Any number of people, and we have four large redwood picnic tables underneath a shaded trellis and a huge lawn area and two full-size bocce courts that are um, surrounded by Cabernet Sauvignon vineyards. And with that experience, you get two hours and you get a wine tasting and then get to select one glass of wine per person cheese and charcuterie and then bocce ball for two hours that that sounds sounds great we should do that what's fun (laughs) yes yeah it's so we do require a reservation for that i would think and then we have a library wine tasting experience which changes um
1: we offer those on thursdays and fridays so actually you're pouring library wines we are boy that's unique that's hard to come by people should really appreciate that opportunity totally
2: and um, sometimes we'll throw in a magnum, mm-hmm. but it's usually, you know, we're pouring like 2006s, 2008. Yeah. Wow, that's
0: great. We should yeah. do that
2: too. <laughs> yeah. And that's what time is it? We're going to be busy. <laughs> we need to get we'll going. be right over. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so that's set in our club room upstairs above the tasting room, and it's connected to a veranda that overlooks the Alexander oh, yeah. Valley Vineyards right there in the back side of the it's property. A it's a beautiful location. Beautiful spot, yeah. It
1: really is. I mean, just it is. nothing but vineyards for miles, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're really fortunate. Um, and then the regular wine tasting experience that people do has uh, shifted a bit, and I think that people are really enjoying it. It's... Not a, a tasting, per se, as much as it is kind of like what you would get when you go to a wine bar. All right. So it's uh, $44 for a wine flight that is for two people. So it's basically 22 a person. Right. Yeah. That's the deal. that's a great value. Mm-hmm. And we pour five wines. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we pour five wines. One starts in the glass. And then we pour uh, into these mini carafes. Mm-hmm. That we then we sit you at a table. And we've got various types of tables, high tops, low tops, and then lounge furniture. and we let you basically dictate how much wine is going to be poured into your glass, which I feel like I'm I getting like a- that that people like that you know so it
0: gives a, it's it's the pace exactly you know and it really helps you really drop into it and enjoy it more I think.
2: Well, and there's a little bit more value in that too. I feel like because people are, you know, if we're the three of us are together, and I don't really like that Sauvignon Blanc, but you do, right. I don't feel uncomfortable that I'm pouring it out, or feel obligated to taste it. You know, it's like or to or to sit my portion of right. it that's in my glass before I move to the next one. People are able to really dictate their pace and, and then and revisit what they're
0: and yeah i just think that's a really nice way to to taste
1: exactly well it's not a race it's just a little more relaxed yeah. and enjoyable
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah and then people are in charge of how long they get to stay we don't really limit per se the amount of time that you can spend at the property i mean it's just kind of a unspoken rule right. that it's 90 minutes now but we're not kicking anybody out but right. you know people are they do their tasting, they, they can bring a picnic, and then and then they go about their day because they have reservations at right.
1: two other places. Right.
2: Yeah, that sounds great.
1: So I do think um, what I've been telling people when they call in is that most wineries now, and it sounds like you are included, um, are happy to take walk-in tasters. I think that the only day that I would worry about having a reservation is Saturdays. Saturdays are definitely busier. So you know, what I've told people is if there's one winery you for sure absolutely you know, drop dead have to see, get a reservation with them. For sure. And then, you know, play it by air. You probably can get into most other places.
2: Definitely. There's we do outreach um, often every every other week or so um, just to kind of keep our neighbors knowing what we're doing right. and, you know, talk to them about what they're doing. And what we're finding is that Saturdays for sure. And then leading into the summer, a lot right. of people in our around us aren't going to take reservations, but things just change, you know, and a lot of that is staffing difficulties. Right. So that, you know, just when you come to visit, just, just be patient and, you know, you're in wine country and it's beautiful and, you know, we'll seat you as soon as we can, but... Just be prepared. You know, you may have to wait just a little bit of time.
1: Yeah. I've talked to wineries who are also saying like we, you know, all our tables will filled right now, but we'll, we'll pour you a little half glass wine. You can wander the property a little bit and then, you know, give us a few minutes and we'll get you ready. So
2: yes, definitely. I think everybody
1: really is trying to accommodate everyone no, as best they can. Patience is the key.
2: Totally. Yeah. And I know a lot of places have done this. We've morphed into it's sort of kind of like restaurant style, where we have a check in hostess stand. Right. I mean, we don't have one person dedicated to stand there all day, right. but we do have a check in table. Which
1: I think they're used to it. They they're are getting used to it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So it's well, it's that's a behavior
0: out. they understand. Yeah. It seems, and they it kind of it tunes them to that. You're going to wait a little bit, but it's going to be fine. Exactly. Oh. And you're going to get everything. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So when you have friends, yeah, I mean, you've lived here forever. So when you have friends that come to town from out of the area, what are some things that you want to make sure they for sure see or do? And not necessarily wine, but maybe wine? I don't know. Well,
2: definitely, the coast going out to the coast and having clam chowder um, is is definitely, you know, something that has to be. Um, I feel like a sunset at the coast is is always on the list. Maybe goat rock. It's just beautiful out there. Armstrong Woods, I mean, we were talking about that this right. morning. But that's just such a beautiful hike. And it's really shaded. And just the air feels different there. I, I love going there.
1: It is a different feeling. Yeah,
2: it is. It's,
0: it feels grand. It really is yeah. a cathedral. Totally. An outdoor cathedral of those trees. And, it really and is. And the air is different. Yeah. I think it's more oxygenated
1: from all those trees. I don't know. I think so. It See, I grew yeah. up in Humboldt County. So I'm well, just so used to that that I'm like... Well, yeah. You're a Redwood baby.
2: <laughs> oh, the, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Trioni is from Fortuna. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, funny. <laughs> well, and if there's time, if I have friends in town, I mean, the Avenue of the Giants is one of my all-time favorite places my to My favorite be. drive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I still have family up in Humboldt County, so I go up there maybe once a month. And I still always take Avenue of the Giants unless my husband's with me because it's like he doesn't have that extra 10 minutes in life. <laughs> but I'm like, I, it's such a spectacular drive. It really is. Yeah.
2: My, my grandmother and my uncle were living up there. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up going up there three times a year as yes. a kid. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So that's definitely <laughs> on the list. Locally in Sonoma, I really love taking, you know, if it's in the spring and summertime when farmers markets are about – the Sonoma Valley Farmers Market on Tuesday nights. I grew up in Sonoma. That's just is it a on the must. plaza or yep. in the square yeah. or whatever. That's they... fun. Yeah, it's huge. Too. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. They usually have music, and then you got to go to the Swiss Hotel because you have to have a galera fee. It's just the <laughs> must.
1: You have to. Okay, putting that on our list also. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Um. here in Northern Sonoma County, there's. All my friends are into food, so Valette is one of my favorite restaurants all around.
1: Have so you been to Lo and Behold yet? I have. I haven't. I have to put that on my list.
2: And it is delicious. That's what I keep hearing. Yes.
1: Maybe next week.
2: <laughs> the pea shoot salad was really good. Oh, well, that sounds my good. Gosh, that sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so much new.
1: I know. There's I mean, a ton you think, of new things. Like
2: people said, so much closed, but actually,
0: so much has opened.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely. There is, there's a lot, there's a lot to do. I mean, Spring Lake, I mean, there's something you can do if you want to be outside. And we have it all here. We it's, do. It's, it's, don't want to boast, we but it's, it's, it's all pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and now we've got all these, the wine business, obviously it's, it's my passion, but there's spirits and I, there's tons of beer. My husband Ciders. and I have traveled for beer for years and there's a lot of great beer here.
1: Oh yeah, in my when I invited you to be on the show, I asked, said you could also mention your favorite caterer. Do you have a favorite caterer you want to mention? Oh, that would be
2: <laughs> Tim Valerie from Peloton Culinary. <laughs> he's also my husband, so I'm
1: a little biased. <laughs> She's like, my favorite caterer, he's so cute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he actually is the chef at Ferrari Carano. And so he that's his full-time gig. And Peloton is he's still doing some some events for his loyal all time, he's been the people in... he's worked
1: with for years. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: He really does do an amazing job. I've been to I don't know a thousand events. I've been where he's to been events, catering. and yeah. if
2: I see, I'm um, invited
0: something. I see, oh, Palatine,
2: definitely,
1: yes, RSVP, yeah, yes. yes, right, because yeah. that would be
2: great. Yeah. yeah, his food is just so great, and he uses
1: all local ingredients. So at Ferrari Corano, um, he's then heading up their food pairing things, or
2: he is. They are. Um, they were doing brunch before he started, and so he's maintaining that and has changed it a little bit. But um, they're building a new kitchen, and so he's on the forefront of that and working with the gardener to turn it into more of a culinary garden mm-hmm. Yeah. and introducing, I think they're doing a wine and chocolate pairing, and they do wine and cheese like as a main thing, but um, working on food and wine pairings and dinners and things like that. Great. Awesome.
0: Time for a Fast Five. Who do we have on
3: the phone today? Hey, this is Kathy from Jeff Cohn Cellars.
0: Awesome. What's your Fast
3: Five recipe? It is an amazing pulled pork sandwich recipe. Mm, Mm. Good. I always love that. We're we're
0: going to do mmm in chorus. Mm. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's perfect for uh, the types of wines that Jeff makes. Mm. It'll pair well with Brons as well as Zins. Great. So. Here is the list. It's a little bit of a cheat, so give me a little slack (laughs) on that. Oh, cheating on the ingredients. uh, Always cheating. So you need to uh, go to the store and buy a four-pound Boston butt cut or pork shoulder. Make sure you have some olive oil on hand. And then basically all the magic in this recipe comes from the dry rub Mix. Oh, okay. So this is the little bit of a cheat okay. on the five ingredients. Okay, but that's
0: one rub, many one ingredients rub. in yeah. the rub. So well, Just a few. If anybody few. can get around I, cheating, I know it's Marcy. How, I know how to fudge these okay. things. okay. So
3: yeah. What's in the rub? <laughs> the rub has salt and pepper. So, I think that's a one ingredient. Yeah, one. <laughs> so, all you would need, and most people have this in their pantry, is cayenne pepper, mm-hmm. garlic powder, kosher salt, black pepper, cumin, and celery salt. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to blend that in various bits mm-hmm. of teaspoons. So you're going to take your butt, you're going to slather it in olive oil. Sounds good. You're going to mix the rub and rub it into the meat. And then basically you've stoked up your oven to 400 degrees and you're going to put your prepared meat in a foil blanket. Okay. Put it in the oven for 30 minutes. And at that time you'll take it out. Wrap it up in its foil burrito blanket. Yeah, and reduce the heat to three hundred and cook it for another three and a half hours. Oh wow! Ooh. Okay. So all you need is a little bit of time. Yeah. So that's your whole house. Can you imagine? How yeah. Free time oh yeah. It, it ah. is tantalizing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Tell you right yeah. there. Yeah. But the amazing thing is, once it's done, you're going to pull it out and literally, the shredding is like you press it with the back yeah. of a fork and it's, it's just going it to fall. It just starts Part. to flake yeah. away. Yeah, it really will. And I. My perfect pairing for this is uh, brioche, buns, and then my mom's coleslaw, which will have to be a yeah. different recipe. <laughs> That'll be another day. <laughs> and, and seriously, uh, you know, pick your favorite beer if you must, but Zin's, Rhone's, bubbly, uh, Brut Rosé with this wine. Perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. I like
0: it. I love it. Sounds good. All yeah. right. So, so we'll put that recipe, the ingredients, and how to make it in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yeah, enjoy
3: it. You'll love it.
1: So let's see. So Marcy, do you have happen to have a wine book or a wine item or something that we need to know about?
0: I actually have an item. Hold on. Oh, an
1: item. Hmm. It can be... Jesse. be prepared.
0: Well, <laughs> this is just interesting because... <laughs> We always say the Wine Road is a great resource when you're planning your trip. Yes. And I think if people oh, love so funny. I brought the, area, the same magazine. That they should get a subscription to Sonoma Magazine. I agree. I mean, I, I live here and I always find something new and, and relate to it. But if you love the area, even if you live in the area, but especially if you're out of town. Getting this in your mind box, your wine box, in your mailbox <laughs> each month. Well, you get it in your mind box too. Wine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh wow, I'm. You get to relive being there all over again. It's a great resource for planning your trip. This particular issue, it's
1: all the new and the best restaurants. Even though I live here, I always find something new. It's so funny because I actually brought the same magazine today, and it's sitting out on the table. And I was going to talk about it the next episode. I agree. I mean, I live here and get the magazine, but I also send it to my daughter who lives across the country. It they do an amazing job with that magazine and it's it's not always just food and wine it's also just cultural things happening in Sonoma county they have it great is really beautiful yeah. Magazine. Yeah, it's it just
0: is. not tourism, but it's a great way to stay connected to an yeah. area you love if you don't live in this. Area. And you
1: can follow them online. Um, they do posts on Instagram and Facebook, and I think it is just Sonoma Magazine. It's Sonoma Mag. Yeah, Sonoma yeah, Mag. Sonoma Mag. They did an
0: amazing article about the power of social justice of people who prevented a big nuclear power plant mm-hmm. from going in at Bodega Head. Right. I mean, deep dive journalism. Right. That's incredible that they win awards for. And then you know the the tourism information as well. Yeah, so it's also great. But it's just to visit like and uh, to I said, them. Well, what a great thing! I, I, you know, I live in Ohio. I want to experience mm-hmm. wine country. You can experience every month in your mailbox.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, my I item. Love it. That is funny. Seeing and the fact that I brought it also with Great Just because Great minds, minds think alike. Great Minds drink alike. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I scary. actually used to write for a Sonoma magazine. Oh. Ah. Yeah.
1: They just do an, out, an outstanding job. John Beck is also another contributor mm-hmm. to the magazine. And I work with John a lot on all the videos we've done for the Wine Road over the years or whatever. And, and he's also just a really excellent writer. Yeah. I love to see the stories he puts together. Great, so. great resource. So. so we'll have a link in there. Lastly, I want to mention that we have been getting, or I have been getting, lots of emails from listeners, which is super cool. It's Beth at com. But several people have mentioned they would really like us to do um, more itineraries oh. and update some of the itineraries. It's time. Uh, it's been like during the whole pandemic and shutdown, we didn't do itineraries because it we'll, was, there was nothing a little to complicated. Update. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's closed, but... Um, so I think we will try to do that, and maybe we'll start by doing a little tasting at Trioni, then we'll go to Lo and Behold, <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> because it's a, a lot of research well, involved so in those much, itineraries. <laughs> there's so much to update.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's an excellent idea.
1: So we'll kind of get that going. Yeah. And then um, and then lastly, um, I wanted to thank Ron Rubin Winery, because they reached out to us a few weeks ago to let me know that they want to sponsor our show again for another year. And that was just like the world's greatest phone call to get. That is so awesome. You know, I didn't have to go asking for a sponsorship for them just to reach out and call us.
0: Do you know that this week is six years today that we started the podcast in the garage? You are kidding. I'm not kidding. That's because (laughs) Facebook brought up my, you know, this day in history, whatever. And it's like, (laughs) it's there we are sitting in the warehouse. Oh, my god! And we started it on I think it was May
1: 6th. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Six years. Six Well, years. time flies when everything's Boy, shut down and hard everything else goes wrong.
0: <laughs> but thank you, Ron Rubin. I mean, this has been, uh, we can't do this without you. And this is, is really a gift.
1: Yeah, it really is a super gift. And so I do encourage uh, listeners to check out their website, ronrubinwinery.com. I think that Ron is just an amazing person. He's really generous with his employees, visitors, business partners, and really just the community at large. Uh, The the winery, they did aim and achieve the gold standard for a sustainable vineyard and wine certification by the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance. And that is a beautiful building. It is a beautiful building, very feng shui. Yeah. It's awesome. So check it out, ronrubinwinery.com. You want to tell us about, is there anything you want to offer listeners if they happen to show up and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast?
2: Yeah, we can offer a two-for-one tasting. So you would just, when you email or call in, you just let us know that you heard me on the Wine Road podcast. That's awesome. Say, I heard Jesse." Don't miss out. We'll put details in the show notes about that. We'll also put the
0: URL, the link to your website. Is there anything else people need to know about contacting
2: you or... No, they can they can follow us on social media at Trioni Winery and email us, info at trioniwinery.com. Yeah, you'll okay. post all that. We'll put that in the notes. We'll put a link to Sonoma Magazine mm-hmm. and we will
1: put a link to this beautiful wine. Oh, my Which gosh. Is... Before we leave today, we're going to sit in the back of the studio. <laughs> it's outside. <laughs> it's beautiful street. out here. <laughs> you sit in the back of your we'll, car. So we'll sit in the, there's a patio in front of the studio. We'll yeah. sit outside and now, take you know, our time. it's an
0: event center here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This really is an amazing wine. Yeah, good way to start today. Yeah.
2: That is our 2021 Russian River Reserve Sauvignon Blanc. And that is on our website is that on as well. on the website? Beautiful. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think I'd jump on ordering some of that. It is really Delicious.
2: Yeah, it's nice. good. Yeah, All thank right. you. Well, thanks,
1: Jesse. Thanks for being here.
0: And we'll see you on the wine route. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.